Hey ladies, this is Christy Young with The Gritty Gospel and I am super pumped. I have a guest with me today. Hey y'all. This is my husband, Larry Young, and I have been trying to get him to record with me for a very long time. So this is a special treat for me and hopefully he'll do it a lot more. Um, okay, so tonight, part of the reason I grabbed him tonight is because we have had a very hard, long, well, week because we've had sick kids and a lot of things happening. But we have also, you know, you know how it is as you get, and I don't know if it's just that we're prepping for December break, you know, school academic things are slowing down. So our kids have become way more lax in their chores and in their responsibilities. They're not getting things done like they were in August. Yeah. And we are feeling the need to, and did today, to tighten things back up. We need to get our ship tightened back up again. And so do you want to tell them a little bit about what happened today? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be glad to, to share, or I guess uh, decompress. Divulge. Uh, so today our kids, well, there was a lot going on. So we have a lot of different chores. I mean, we live on some acreage and we have animals. So there's a lot to do and there's a lot of chores we have a pool i mean we feel very very blessed and thankful for it but with those things comes a lot of responsibility and upkeep and upkeep yes and so we have six children and our so oldest we can put them all to work yes <laughs> that's but the goal that's the goal that's the goal but yeah today we're just behind we're expecting some baby goats soon and so i had to get out there today uh. Oh, and it's my busy season as an attorney. Mm -hmm. The end of the year is the busiest season of the of the year for corporate transactions attorneys because we just have a whole lot of contracts coming down the pike. And so I'm literally working before the sun up is up and then working until it goes down. And then we have family activities. So to say all that is we are very behind. And so today... I realized, and my wife did too, we were working and she's washing dishes, doing things on the inside. I am outside building a goat pen, buying fencing, building a goat house. And are also caring for feverish children. Oh sick yeah, the littles are sick. Laundry, that's, we're up to our eyeballs in laundry. We've oh, had guests imagine. staying with us. So we have like every sheet dirty, every towel dirty. And I'm trying to get my head up on the inside. Yeah, we're trying to get ahead of the and game. And then the kids, of course, want to go play. Which is woods. great, which we love that they, they want to do that. Yes. But they want to do that over handling their chores. And one thing that I noticed today, every now and then I will check the chicken's water. Our oldest is responsible for feeding our chickens, checking their water, and then also getting their eggs. Every now and then, probably a couple times a week, I will go look at, open the, their, I can't remember what you call it coop. now. Their coop. Their chicken coop. That's how tired we are. <laughs> I can't remember a chicken coop. And I open up the coop. There's about 30 eggs there. And I would ask our oldest, did you get the eggs? Yeah. <laughs> but there's 30 eggs. We only have 10 chickens right well, now, y'all. To her credit, we have one very protective hen that will go broody very quickly if there are eggs left in the coop. And so she will, she's a big plump hen too. So she will sit and look at you like you dare better not take but her. But the problem is she doesn't get the eggs. And so then the chicken will be triggered to get broody Stay because she doesn't get eggs. the eggs. Yeah. Then there's the chickens don't have water. So I have all these angry hens walking around who are thirsty. And it, it's just, 
that happens from time to time. And Same with our dogs. Uh, my, my second oldest, she's responsible for getting the dog's water. Hey, I'll ask her, do the dogs have water? Yeah. And they have an inch of water for two big dogs. And so they'll have water for an hour after she just told me yes. And then she'll literally wait until the next day to refill these dogs' water. So they're going to the pool to get water. And in the middle of the day, I'll look out and I'll see my dogs puking because they've been drinking pool water. <laughs> that is salty. Yeah, yes. Salty. And then our goats, our son is in charge of letting the goats out every day at 12 and we put them back up at 4. Our oldest son. Yes. And so... He has not been doing that job. So on every front today, we're like, and then it's been building and building and building to where now we realize we need to press reset. We need to re-examine our expectations. We need to set forward very clear expectations with very clear consequences. And so that's literally what just happened upstairs. We had a family meeting. We put the little people down. They're all dead and sick anyway. And then they're we just had a dead. family Some meeting. people will take dead that Dead tired. Literally. They're dead <laughs> tired. We don't have a dead child. They are <laughs> so they're tired. Just very tired and we have sick. to say that for some people. And, But I'm reminded, Larry said something today. So just now, we Larry kind of led a family meeting upstairs to let to reset expectations. Mm-hmm. And primarily based upon something he just heard at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So... I want to say this. We absolutely love and adore our children. What yes, we're sharing yes. is just yes. an event from today. And we're keeping it real because we yeah. know y'all deal with all the same things. Yes, and I hope that you can be have these same conversations with your children as well. But we love and adore our children. And there are several things that we hope for their lives that they would carry on. So recently, I, I work for Chick-fil-A uh, Incorporated. I have the privilege to work there. And Tim Tosopoulos recently retired actually yesterday and he left us with three points and chick-fil-a i i love this company so much because not only have they impacted me professionally but they also impact our house mm-hmm. in terms of giving us nuggets that we can take home and implement here in the house but anyways tim mm-hmm. said these three things and he left us with this as one well, is wait clarify oh, someone asked him the question what would be your th- as you're leaving the company what would, what would be the three things, help me say that it right, you would that leave you, us with? Like three, piece of advice, three pieces, pieces of, advice. of advice or three nuggets, and these were the three things he chose to share. Yes. So, again, these aren't from me. These are from Tim Tosopoulos. And so, please, all I give him all the him. credit to him. Yeah. Thank you, Tim, if you see this. Mm-hmm. So, the first is Tim said, stay humble. So, we should stay humble. Why? Because we follow a humble servant mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. And that's the first piece of advice. And, and we pass our children and stay like, humble before the Lord. Yes. But because Jesus walked with great humility, mm-hmm. he was, he is the high King. He came from heaven, came down, humbled himself as a man mm-hmm. to the lowest and most vulnerable of us. And especially I think during this time of the year, mm-hmm. we have the opportunity to reflect on that as a baby. And he came to save us. So one, stay humble. Secondly is Tim said, pursue excellence. And not perfection, but we pursue excellence. And I love that so much because sometimes when in society we have a burden to try to be perfect and pursue everything perfectly. Well, none of us are Jesus. But what one thing we can do is pursue excellence because we do serve him and we serve a perfect king. And we can strive for excellence. Why? Because he calls us to that. Well, and then can I chime in here? This is something we have said from the very beginning, just because it 
came out naturally in who we are. We expect our kids to operate and to live with integrity. Mm -hmm. That means on every front, we want them to have really aiming for biblical integrity, mm -hmm. that you would be honest and forthright, that you would have a good work ethic, that mm -hmm. you would work with a good attitude without grumbling and complaining. You know, all of those things. Are you would treat others the way you like to be treated. Um, all of those things are operating with integrity, and we have that expectation in our house. And one of the things that I love that you said today that I wrote down, because I think it's great, I want to use it more and more as we develop and continue to develop the culture in our home, mm -hmm. you said, too, that... Um, you don't want the standard. The standard for us is not what other families do. The mm -hmm. standard is not what the culture does. The standard is not what anyone else on earth does, mm -hmm. but it's a biblical standard. It's a holy standard. It's a mm -hmm. standard set by Christ. And that, that we told our kid, he told our kids that tonight. He said, you know, guys, the standard is not what our friends do. The standard mm -hmm. is not what other people you know do. Our standard is God. It's yeah. the Lord. It's Jesus. Jesus has set the standard for us. And so that is what we will aim for. So stop. You don't need to look at what anyone's doing mm -hmm. around you, but go to scripture as your guide, basically, and use Jesus as your leader, your guide mm -hmm. for the standard for you as young people coming up, youth, but aiming to live righteously to, we pray that they would make the Lord his own and mm -hmm. um, that they would be saved by him mm -hmm. and that they would adopt his standard as their standard for life. And so I thought that was really cool because I do think as kids, they do often look around at their peers and see what their friends have to do or see what their, you know, I don't know, people, what other people they know are doing. When the reality is we told them none of that matters. So you can see it, but just let it wash off of you because we will have a standard that we have adopted based upon our convictions and what we read in scripture. Yeah. And that's a good segue to the third point, And that is to trust your leadership. And Tim said, bet on leadership. And what that means is you should trust the people that the Lord has put in front of you, over you in your life. And so for me, that is I'm trusting in Christ. I'm trusting in the elders and leadership of our church that the Lord has established over us. I hope that you trust me as the head of our household to mm. lead. <laughs> you no, stop. I totally do. <laughs> but to lead <laughs> faithfully so and well. Yes. I love you too. And... Mm. That to me is so important because we look mm -hmm. to Christ mm -hmm. as our head and head over the church mm -hmm. and we trust in him. He is a good shepherd who will not lead us astray. And so for our children, one thing that we try to instill in them, and again, I'm stealing this from, from Tim Tosopoulos, is that we should trust or they should trust us as their parents that we are trying to lead them because ultimately we want children who love Christ and who have great character above everything. And even if that means that we have to move, we have to sell things, we have to readjust things in our family, we ultimately want to pursue character. I would much rather have children who have a high character than to be the smartest kid in the room, to be the most athletic. Ultimately, it's about their heart, and we are after their heart. And so, yeah, some of these things are tough, when we say don't look around, don't have your, your friends or other people that you may know, you may see in public as a standard, Christ is that standard. And so we as parents feel like, yes, those three things that Tim Tosopoulos shared apply throughout life. So again, that's walk in humility, pursue excellence, and then also trust and bet on your leadership.
Mm, I love that. Okay, and then can we conclude by telling them the last thing that we told Maddie? Mm-hmm. Because I think for a lot of y'all who, and I get it that we are just beginning to enter into these teenage years with our oldest. Yeah. But I love that God, I feel like sometimes just gives you nuggets of wisdom from his word and with his spirit living inside of us. Uh, we told Maddie tonight that because she's beginning to be sometimes a little bit funky like a teenager. <laughs> Not and, stinky funky. And we love but her. Funky attitude. But funky attitude. <laughs> yes. But we told her, we, like, we were like, baby girl, we understand that a lot of things are changing for you now. Yeah. And then you may look around and we want you to know that we do not adopt or adhere to the stereotype of the teenager as having all full of attitude. Yeah. In fact, we are not, we're going to aim to try not to tolerate that with you really. Like uh, unless here's the deal. If you wake Those up, and, if you wake up and you are in a bad mood and you don't even realize why, just give us a heads up. Let yeah. us know like, Hey, I'm in a bad mood today. I don't know why. We also said it's not an excuse to lean into that. You need to do mm-hmm. the best you can to ask the Lord to help you in that. And then mm-hmm. to aim to have a good attitude or take some quiet time to renew and refresh yourself. But at the same, and then at the same time, so we expect her to always be, and then to be forthright with us. If mm-hmm. somehow she's legitimately aggravated with something we've said or with something that we've asked of her or whatever it may be, we want her to come to us and to let us know, be transparent and let us know yeah. what her grievance is so that we can amicably in Christ aim to honor her as someone the Lord has entrusted in our care mm-hmm. to, with respect and love to, and then try to amicably resolve the issue. Um, we also told her that we are not going to lean into, you know, we have been called by God to steward her well. And that part mm-hmm. of that is the second greatest commandment, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. So we want to treat her the way we would like to be treated. And so we are not going to dismiss with snarky comments or be rude to her or shut her down or, I don't know. We want to hear her out. And so we let her know that on, on her end, we're not going to lean into all this teenager attitude and we're not going to let her, that be an excuse for her because that, again, the standard is biblical. It's a godly standard. We expect her to be, we hope that as she desires to follow Christ, that, that she would emulate him, that she would desire to be more like him and that she would ask him for help every step of the way because she cannot do that herself. And then on the flip side, that we as servants of Christ would honor her as she's becoming a young woman and know that she's going to have opinions and thoughts about things and that we don't want to, our aim as a couple and as a parents of her, we want to honor her and to treat her with integrity. We want to lead by example in the things that we expect of our children. So can I sum, summarize all that? <laughs> That yeah. was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Yeah. But I would I add it on a fourth, mm-hmm. and that is to communicate with kindness and clarity. Mm-hmm. And we let Madison know, and all three of our oldest children know, that we are not going to be perfect, oh, yeah. that we will mess up. All the and time. one of the things that I try to do is apologize. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they know that they can come to us, and we want open communication if there's something mm-hmm. wrong. And if you can't quite figure it out, just say, hey, there's something wrong with me. I just don't know what's going on, but just know I'm not feeling the best. And if you do know, communicate it. Communicate that with kindness. Try to communicate that with clarity. And then also just know, again, going back to number three, trusting your leadership, is that we're going to lead with grace as well. And so that doesn't mean that we level lower the expectations, but rather we you can maintain expectations but also have those expectations peppered with grace. 
And I think that is how we want to lead. And ideally, again, we're not perfect. We're figuring this out. You heard how our day went. It was crazy. It was nuts. But ultimately, we have to lean back on the word of God, lean back on those things, lean back on those principles and know that ultimately we are after our kids' hearts. I'm not after kids who check the box on their chores. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for children who are the smartest. I'm not looking for children who are the most athletic. Ultimately, I want children who love Christ and who have outstanding character and love him above everything. And that's our hope. Do you think it's worth sharing too what we heard from that super sweet older lady at that Texas homeschool conference Mm -hmm. to end us out? What do you think? Yeah. Okay. You can share it. Let me tell you, only because... You got to give them the short version. This is supposed to be a little short video. Okay, you give the short... And it's lingering on. <laughs> well, it's because I have so, you. It's so fun. I'm like, you would think okay. she would be short because she has, she's... Uh, how many videos? You're like 22 videos okay. or something. Well, so... But this is a treasure, <laughs> and I just would love to share anything that we have we have valued as wisdom. And this lady... There was a lady... I'll try to be short. There was yes. a lady who was like 80. She at, was not 80. She was probably in her late 50s. At this Texas homeschool conference. And she raised like how many kids? 12. It was a lot. A lot of children. And you could tell she was just like dripping with godly wisdom. She really was. She stood out at that convention. I will tell you that. She definitely stood out. Oh, she was a treasure. Anyway, she said this. Basically, short version. She said that we should get to the place where our kids will will be obedient to us even if we whisper. Mm Mm-hmm. So that if we were to tell them, like for example, if there was a shark out in the ocean and we were to say, don't go into the waves, that they would just stop on the beach and not mm-hmm. go into the waves. There would be no fighting back and forth. There would be no yeah. bickering, none, none of that. Well, they listen for your we, voice. Yeah, they listen and for your voice. And that is what stood out mm-hmm. in the story she shared. And I don't know if this was a true story or not, but she said for the safety of our children, our children should trust our voice and our children should know our voice just like we should be listening to the lord's voice through scripture reading and paying attention and she said your children should obey you just with a whisper and so they should trust you and so when there's danger when they're headed towards danger they should instantly hear your voice and trust you and then here's the deal. So that they've got to learn discipline first. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal that our kids would learn to mind us, to be responsive, to not talk back, to do what we've asked of them. And only then can they learn to experience grace. Mm. But so often, she said, Christian parents especially get it backwards. We want to show them grace upon grace or give them kind of maybe excuse and another excuse yeah. to cover we their... We pass them an excuse or yes. we develop an excuse for them at times. When they're lazy or when they're disobedient or I don't know, you name it. Sometimes we will pass them an excuse or Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, give them a pass on things. But her admonition was hold firm Mm -hmm. until they can learn to be disciplined and only then begin to extend grace because they, they have no appreciation for what grace even is until they've learned discipline. Yeah. And and I think you can, of course, as we see in Scripture, the Lord sprinkles in grace. I mean, even at the very beginning, there's sprinkling of the gospel from the moment Adam and Eve sinned. They didn't die immediately. There was grace there. And so we didn't, we're not saying that you bring down the hammer every time, but we have to hold firm. And 
We want to be people of our word. If we say that there's consequences, we have to allow the consequences to walk out. And that is a good thing. That's okay. There's going to be times it's going to be challenging. It's going to be rough. I tell my kids all the time, some of the, the toughest part about parenting is the fact that we have to enact discipline. That is a part that... It's my least favorite. It is my least favorite, and I hate it, but I want them to know that I love you and that the Lord has called me to give you healthy boundaries, healthy guideposts. And I think about it like a car going down the road. If we're driving and we're too undisciplined to follow those lines that are on the highway, it would be absolute chaos and it would cost us lives. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that all of us, you guys listening, would respect the, the laws of the road. And of course, there's times when you're gonna have grace for people um, I hope people have grace for me. I know sometimes I drive through Atlanta, I'm getting honked at. I feel like there's no grace. <laughs> you know, there's no, I might be a second from at the red light and a second might go by. I'm getting blown at. I would hope there's obviously grace. But what I'm trying to paint is that picture of, yes, hold the line firm, still be loving, still be kind to your children. It doesn't mean we got to get all hot and angry when we execute discipline no in fact i try to stay very mellow and just say hey i hate this i don't want to do this but the lord calls me to do this and i love you of course i'm not doing it with the biggest smile i'm fighting my flesh but just want them to know that hey i love you buddy and part of this is a showing grace because if we didn't have grace for our children we would just let them go awry and be nuts and go crazy and and I think that's really an unloving thing to do to your child. Mm -hmm. Well, so we'll end with this. Ultimately, we want our kids to learn to be obedient to us so that over, over the long haul, really, the goal is that they would learn to submit their will before a heavenly father. Mm -hmm. But if they can just never, shadows. If, yes, but if your kids can never learn to be obedient to you first, they will never learn to be obedient to their father. And of course, not that he can't invade those spaces. I pray that he will. And, mm -hmm. uh, but I just feel like we, if we have eyes to see and we know the value of giving our kids the treasure of learning how to be obedient to earthly parents so that ultimately they can learn how to be obedient and submit their will to a heavenly father, mm -hmm. that is a treasure that will bless them for, I pray, uh, for eternity. Amen. Okay, y'all, we're out. We love you. This is Christian and Larry Young. Love you. Bye. Bye. Until next time.